Welcome. You're listening to Faith vs. Weight with Maria Bauer. Maria is a former U.S. Navy Health Information Systems Officer, current health and wellness coach, and author of the book, Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Now, here's your host, Maria Bauer. Hello and welcome. It's time for your Daily Devo, because faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ, Romans 10, 17. Thank you for joining me as we are spiritually energized to listen and then share the good news in both reflection and action from Genesis to Revelation in one year using the chronological five-day Bible plan as our guide, BibleClassMaterial.com. Scripture is taken from the New Heart English Bible public domain. Week 2, Day 4, covers Genesis 24 and 25, Psalm 4, and Mark 9. The Lord hears when I call to Him. In Genesis 24 and 25, we find Abraham's servant calling on the Lord, asking him for success in finding a suitable wife for Isaac. Abraham made this elder servant swear that he would not have Isaac take a wife from the Canaanites, but that this servant would find a wife for Isaac from Abraham's own country because Abraham's descendants were promised the land of Canaan. Isaac needed to stay in Canaan. This meant the servant not only had to find the right wife for Isaac outside of Canaan, but that the servant also had to bring her back to Canaan. All of this was to transpire without her or her family meeting Isaac. In order to make this happen, the servant recognized that he had zero control over any of this, so he had to call upon the Lord. He set out with ten camels and lots of gifts to the city of Naor in Mesopotamia. He increased his chances of finding a bride for Isaac by going to the well outside of the city where women would go out to draw water. And then he did the only thing he could do. Abraham's servant called on the Lord, asking him to show him who the Lord had specifically appointed for Isaac by having her agree to not only give him, the servant, a cup of water, but also his camels. Before he had even finished speaking, the beautiful and unmarried Rebekah, who happened to be Abraham's great niece, appeared. The servant ran to meet her, and she offered him a drink as well as his camels, confirming that she was the one appointed by the Lord. Once Abraham's servant went to her father's house and worked it out with her brother Laban and her father Bethel, they both agreed that the thing proceeds from the Lord. We can't speak to you bad or good. What a simple acceptance of the will of God. That is something to pray for right there. As they depart after some negotiation of timing, Rebecca and Isaac finally see each other and Isaac takes her as his wife. His genuine love for her helps to console him after losing his mother, Sarah. Abraham also eventually took another wife named Keturah. He gave her descendants gifts, but to Isaac, he gave all that he had. After 175 years, Abraham also gave up his spirit. And then Isaac was blessed as part of the fulfillment of the Lord's promise. Abraham was buried in the same field of Sarah, with both Isaac and Ishmael laying him to rest. Ishmael went on to have 12 sons, known as the 12 princes according to their nations. Although Isaac married Rebekah when he was 40, it wasn't until Isaac called upon the Lord and the Lord heard him and Rebekah conceived. Of course, Isaac had to first believe that the Lord would hear him or he wouldn't have asked in the first place. By the time Isaac was 60, Rebekah was pregnant with twins who were struggling in the womb. Rebekah then called upon the Lord and he heard. It was revealed to her that she had two nations struggling in her womb. Esau and Jacob were her sons, and the elder would serve the younger. 
Esau was Isaac's favorite and Jacob was Rebekah's favorite. After Esau came out of the field starving one day, Jacob tricked him into selling his birthright over a bowl of stew. Since Esau was starving, he really didn't care about his birthright. So by taking momentary pleasure in food, he sacrificed his inheritance. Because of this decision, Esau's descendants, otherwise known as the Edomites, became lifelong enemies of Israel, otherwise known as Jacob. I wonder how often we give up our birthright because of simple pleasures that are momentary like food, including our health. In Psalm 4, there is no doubt that David believes that the Lord will not only hear when he calls out to him, but also that the Lord is more than capable of answering him and giving him relief from distress. I wonder if one of the reasons that David is referred to as a man after God's own heart is because of his stalwart faith in God, whatever the outcome, he trusts God. In Mark 9, Jesus begins telling us about the kingdom of God coming with power. In case his followers do not believe that he is the Messiah, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, three witnesses, to a mountain later referred to as the Mount of Transfiguration, where they see Jesus change into another form right in front of them. Elijah and Moses appear and are talking to Jesus as he is glistening with a white so bright that it does not exist on earth. Then a voice comes out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Listen to him leaving only Jesus standing there, after which he tells them not to tell anyone of what they have seen until the Son of Man rises from the dead. After discussing how Elijah came and wrote that the Son of Man would be despised of just as Elijah was treated poorly. Then it was back to the disciples with scribes and a great multitude around them. When Jesus asked what it was they were asking about, someone told him that A son was brought to the disciples to be healed, but that they were not able to do it. Jesus tells them this is because of their unbelief. The father of the son tells Jesus, if you can do anything, help us. To which Jesus replies, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. But let's just stop a minute at the if you can part. Can you imagine David saying to God, if you can, or Abraham saying to God, if you can? No. Yet that's how we pray. We pray like that father of the demon-possessed child. The reason we do this is because the Lord does not always give us what we want, so we doubt he can do certain things. If you can is not a belief statement. That's why when the disciples asked Jesus why they were not able to heal the boy, Jesus tells them that this kind can come out by nothing except prayer and fasting, which requires the belief that all things are possible to him who believes. As David knew, God could do anything he wanted. It wasn't a matter of whether or not God could do it or if he heard our prayers. Our belief plays a bigger part in the outcome than we realize, but ultimately it is up to whether or not it is in the will of God. Jesus then teaches his disciples that things are going to get a lot worse before they get better and that the Son of Man will be handed over to men who will kill him, but that he will rise three days later. Still confused by this, they decide not to ask. After going to Capernaum, he asked the disciples what they were talking about on the way, but they were too embarrassed to tell them that they were arguing about who among them was the greatest. Jesus then tells them that the first would be last in his kingdom, and taking a little child says that whoever receives one child in his name receives him, but ultimately the one who sent him. Then they tell him how they were trying to stop having others cast out demons in his name, but he tells them, if someone is for us, he is not against us if he does it in the name of Jesus. Again, he talks about children and that if anyone causes a child who believes in him, Jesus, to stumble, that it would be better if they were thrown in the sea with a millstone around their neck. 
Anything that causes someone to sin should be removed, whether it is a hand or an eye, since it is better to be maimed than to suffer eternal damnation. He closes it with the importance of the value of salt, but only if it maintains its saltiness, with the inference that salt purifies and preserves. If we want our prayers to be heard, we have to first believe that they will be heard by God and that he is able to do all things within his will. All while he is taking us through a purification process, since it really is not about whether or not we believe he can accomplish what we are praying for, but rather whether or not we believe in him, period. Today's reflection, the Lord hears when I call to him. Today's action, Lord, help my unbelief. Daily Devo is just a snapshot intended to get you excited about the rest of the greatest story ever told. Check out Genesis 24 through 25, Psalm 4, and Mark 9. Just 15 to 30 minutes a day of Bible listening on one of your favorite Bible apps while you are driving, working out, doing the dishes, or folding laundry five days a week will allow you to cover the entire Bible in one year as God's promises cover you in the process. Welcome. You're listening to Faith vs. Weight with Maria Bauer. Maria is a former U.S. Navy Health Information Systems Officer, current health and wellness coach, and author of the book, 